Well, hello there. Time again for the Florida Roundtable. I am Melissa Fox, and we've got a great cast of characters for you today, including Visit St. Heat Clearwater. They would love you to open up a business over there. We'll be talking with them and the director of the Pinellas County Economic Development Center. We also have Sammy the Bull, Salvatore Gravano on tap. No, he went from my, uh, the ma- mafia to jail to now he's an actor? Yeah, we'll hear his story and catch up with him. If you're looking for a job or you're taking a summer vacation, you'll notice that these two things will cross together. The hospitality industry is looking for workers. Maybe that's the next job for you. Also, a lot of folks want to own a home, but home ownership might not be in their financial future. What can we do? And if you're an older adult and you're napping a lot in the daytime, does that mean that you may have Alzheimer's? We'll find out. All that's coming up next on this week's edition of the Florida Roundtable. We're all excited that summer is here. But there's no need to rush to your destination. Speeding and aggressive driving are not only against the law, but extremely dangerous. The trip to your destination can be half the fun, so take your time and enjoy the ride. The Florida Highway Patrol reminds you to slow down, stay cool, and be safe this summer. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Visit flhsmv.gov for more information. Hey, Bill, how's it going? I'm fine, Bob. I just wish I were ready for mosquito season. Well, that's why I bought Summit Mosquito Dunks. Summit Mosquito Dunks? Yep, they kill the mosquito larvae before they're old enough to bite. How about that? Well, I guess I'm off to the store. Help protect yourself and your family from diseases caused by mosquitoes with Summit Mosquito Dunks. Available at garden centers, hardware stores, and online at SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. That's SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Jennifer knows firsthand that not all military trauma is combat related. As a sexual assault survivor, she left the service and tried to move on, but the depression and nightmares never left. Jennifer got the help she needed. Now, she works at the Florida Veterans Support Line, using her journey to help fellow vets find the support and resources they need. Call 1-844-MY-FL-VET. Confidential 24-7. If adjusting to civilian life is hard, call me. I've been there. It's the Florida Roundtable, Melissa Fox and Sammy the Bull. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. This is awesome. Hi. Hi, hi so, Melissa. Well, hi, Sam. How you doing? I'm talking to Sammy the Bull Gravano. He's got a new show here, and we're ready to talk about it. Um, the Salvatore. These are episodes now. SammyTheBull.com. Uh, I've got all this information, but I've got you on the, on the horn here. So let's talk a little bit about what it was like to do this docu-series, Sammy. Well, it's the first time I'm acting in it, and it's the first time I've ever acted in my life. But it was okay. I had a one-hour lesson, so I guess I'm an actor. Wait, one hour? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. All right, put this on, a little powder here, and then boom, you were ready to go, huh? It's a fictitious it's story, and that's a little bit based on my life. Just a little bit? Wink, wink, or for reals? 
No, for, for it's mixed. Okay, all right. It's based on my life story, and uh, but it's a fictitious story. Okay, because I, I mean, I know the books. You know, you, you were raised up in a life of crime, and you didn't know no better. But uh, so, what it's like, what it's been, you know, the jail time, all of this. Is this all going to be part of the docu series, the writing the books, all the bad guy stuff? Well, yeah, a little <laughs> bit, I guess, a little bit of everything. Ah, perfect. When does it run? It'll be on SammyTheBull.com. So this, uh, the story about the serial killer, uh, uh, someone from your past, or I should say Salvatore's past, because the episodes are called The Salvatore. Yes. Tell us a little bit now, is that uh, the serial killer character, is that actually based on someone in your past or just the character? No, it's just the character, basically. Yeah, all right. So Bensonhurst, Brooklyn, that's the area you were raised up. Um... It looks yeah. like you just had a, a tough start. Uh, ultimately, racketeering was the charge. How'd you, uh, you know, how'd you end up coming out and dealing with uh, with life? You know, I had, I was involved in three mafia wars. I was involved in nineteen murders. I became the underboss of the most powerful organized crime family in the country, the Gambino family. I spent twenty two years in prisons, and it wasn't easy. Uh, a lot of things were different. These phones. I went around when I came out, so yeah, it was a little confusing. I'll bet it was confusing. Plus, uh, well, uh, you know, everything's gone so high tech that it, it you can't hardly you know whisper without ten people already knowing what you said and where you said it and why. So it, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. We're talking with Sammy the Bull, Salvatore Gravano, uh, co-author of the number one New York Times bestseller Underboss, as he just mentioned. Host of the popular Our Thing uh, podcast. Isn't that the translation for uh, Cosa Nostra? Our Thing? You know what that means? Yes. Ah, yes. See, yes. I, I was paying and, attention. You know, when, let, me get back to the, let me get back to the story with, uh, you know, I'm recruited by the FBI, supposedly, to go after a serial killer. That's the story of the Salvatore. So, and um, it's really done well. We took a while to do this. We were filming in the streets, different places. It was completely wild. It was a trip and a half, something I've never done in my life. But, um, you know, just keep taking on uh, new things. It's a powerful uh, drama. And uh, that's what I do. We're talking with Salvatore Sammy the Bull Gravano, 77 years young now, and he's starring in a new short film series, Inspire. Uh, as he said, sort of for real, sort of a little bit fictional about his life. It's called The Salvatore. It is available for streaming on your website, SammyTheBull.com. Um, it's on there now. You can go ahead and check it. Again, as Sam was saying, the film follows a man born into the life of crime. And after a couple of decades of uh, being in jail, he comes out and the FBI, as you say, wants to utilize his skill. Is, is that about what we're looking at here? That's exactly what it is. Fantastic. All right. And it's already running right now. For more information, I guess just go to SammyTheBull.com. What's next? Are you going to be on Dancing well, with the Stars? Uh, you know, you ever see James Cagney? He did... Uh, a dancing program at the end, one of the best mob actors. So I guess my next episode, I'll be doing the Irish Jake. Yeah, or Dancing with the Stars. It's next, I'm sure. Oh, Sammy the Bull yeah. Gravano, thanks for joining us today on Florida Roundtable. It's been a pleasure. Great. My pleasure, too. Bye-bye.
How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, Emmy Award-winning actor, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision. Especially when you're galloping side saddle down a countryside road on a horse named Archie Bello, who seems to have only one speed, high. And pulling on his reins only seems to encourage him to go even faster. So, of course, my body hurts and my joints ache, but it's not because of my age, it's because I'm living my life. Oh, Archibello! Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. As soon as this scene wraps, I'm going to kiss the ground, thank Archibello for his outstanding performance, feed him a carrot, and visit brainhealth.gov. Find out how you can make the most of your brain as you age at brainhealth.gov. It's the Florida Roundtable, and I want to talk about tourism and economic development. I mean, after all, the state of Florida, we don't make all our money off of tourism, but we sure do like it, let me tell you. Pinellas County in particular, a lot of people are relocating over there and uh, moving to business as well. Very important that the visitor experience is good. With that in mind... Welcome, Steve Hayes and Dr. Cynthia Johnson. Hi, welcome to the Florida Roundtable. Good morning. Good morning. So, Dr. Johnson, you're the director of Pinellas County Economic Development. Tell me a little bit about what you do. Oh, here in Pinellas County Economic Development, I consider myself the business ambassador. I am uh, in charge of our uh, business attraction, relocation, uh, entrepreneurial development, international development, and our redevelopment efforts here to attract investors to Pinellas County and um, visitors to our community. Well, Steve Hayes, we know, by the way, Ms. Jo- Dr. Johnson, we know Steve because <laughs> he's the CEO and president of Visit St. Pete Clearwater and a big fan, of course, of Florida Roundtable. Been on the show a couple of times. But this time we got Ms. Uh, Dr. Johnson here. And, um, you know, Steve, first of all, tourism, what does that have to Why are you on this call? What does that have to do with economic development? You know, that, that's a great question, but it has everything to do with it. And here's how I, you know, we, I guess kind of look at it is tourism is that first date. You know, when someone comes down here, whether it's on vacation, they're here to visit friends and family, you know, they get to experience the area. And you know what? If they like what they see, they become a a repeat visitor. And with that repeat visitor, they can even come back 
and maybe potentially decide to move their business here as well. Yeah, makes sense to me. You know, I was just joking when I said, what does tourism have to do with that? Anybody knows, and anyone who knows me knows that I'm actually born and raised on an island where majority of our money and living was made off of tourism. Seriously, uh, Steve, the quality of life, right? I mean, if visitors come here to Florida, over to Pinellas County, St. Pete, Clearwater, we want them to have a great experience. We want them to book that vacation next year's vacation before they leave this year. I mean, that's really the math there. All right, so let's talk to Dr. Johnson first. Uh, tell us some of the things that would draw a business or new residents to Pinellas County. Well, you know, one of our, we are so proud of our reputation for having the best beaches and being a popular tourist destination. But we're also proud of our reputation of having an excellent business climate and the quality of life that's just unbeatable. You know, what draws people to this community and draws them to make their investment and bring their businesses is our diversity of business sectors. We have a tremendous uh, business sectors that is diverse and inclusive. Some of those sectors include our aviation and aerospace industry, our defense and national security industry, medical technologies, business, and this really cool thing called FinTech, where we have disrupted technology happening uh, within our financial industries. So one of those key drivers is having the business climate that is uh, inviting, accepting, and also in a climate where uh, people want to invest and in and uh, also want to live, work, and play in one community. Ah, makes sense to me, Dr. Johnson. Appreciate that. Now, Steve, uh, you know, we've talked a lot in the last couple of months, and you guys have some of the best beaches in the world on the Pinellas County side, and the renourishments that y'all have been doing over there, uh, funded by hotel tax, right, room tax and such. So a lot of stuff is getting done on the beaches, clean up, visitors are helping as well. Why does tourism have anything to do with the economic development? Seriously. Well, you kind of touched upon it, even like with beach renourishment and the fact that our visitors are are helping to pay, you know, pay for that, which we as residents get to enjoy. But I also look at it as tourism's the first date with a community. You come down to visit, whether it's uh, on your own for vacation, to visit friends and family, whatever the reason. And if you like what you see there, you like, well, maybe I need to go back again and explore some more. And I think over the years, we've had a lot of new people discover our communities. And the great part is, once they're here and they see the wonderful things we have, do they look at some other time? of the potential of uh, bringing a business here or considering an expansion of a business. And that's where Dr. Johnson's group can help. Um, but again, we give that first impression when they come here a as a visitor. So we want them basically as they're visiting to book their next vacation or start talking with real estate agents and, uh, and commercial agents about moving here and opening up a business. I like that. I like that a lot. Dr. Johnson, what's the fastest growing industry again? Oh, our right now, our fastest growing industry, we are seeing is significant growth in IT, healthcare, uh, in our business and financial sectors. In fact, um, I, you know, over the last few months, we've gained more than 
4,400 jobs in our healthcare and education industry. And to top that off, our financial sector is growing by leaps and bounds with more than 3,700 jobs in just last the last two months. Wow. Wow. So we want the tourists to feel welcome, and we want them to have a great experience, and we'd actually like some of them to move here, open up businesses, and become a part of the community. So visit St. Pete Clearwater. Steve, what's next for you guys? Well, you know, I think for us is to continue that message of what a great experience we have here. Um, you know, also to continue to tell people about the different opportunities. We always talk about our beaches, and they are world famous, mm-hmm. but there's so much more that we have in that story. Uh, book about what you can do while you're here, whether it's our arts and culture, whether it's our unique events. I think the other thing is the unique vibe we have through all of our communities. So we'll continue to talk about that, but then work closely with other uh, entities like Dr. Johnson Economic Development to help that, tell that story of what we have here in Pinellas County. Dr. Cynthia Johnson's with us. Again, she is the director of Pinellas County Economic Development. I think we hit all the bags here. Bring your business and talk to Dr. Johnson. Folks, thank you so much. Steve, Dr. Johnson, thanks for enlightening us about tourism and economic development over on the other coast. Thank you so much for the invitation. You got it. Steve, we'll see you next time. All right. Bye now. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable. Welcome back to the Florida Roundtable. You know, a lot of us Americans are really coping with the record inflation, concerns about recession, and the ongoing impact of the pandemic. And roughly a third of Americans are actually looking for a new place to live. And guess what? It's hard. Very, very difficult. So personal financial stability. That's really what we're talking about here. With that in mind, welcome my guest, won't you, Leanne Adams. Leanne, looking at the survey from NeighborWorks America, it looks like there are a lot of concerns. What have you found? What has the survey shown you? Is that the process, the home buying process, is still too complicated. The survey revealed that 70% of Americans still believe the home buying process is too difficult and they need help. And some of the biggest factors that keep people from pursuing home ownership are credit, whether that's lack of credit or uh, the credit worthiness or their overall financial standing. And the majority of Americans believe that banks or credit unions may not approve them for homeownership. And so, but still, despite these kind of challenges and and this kind of the need for more information, a majority of Americans believe that owning a home now seems more important than it did in 2019. Yeah, how about that? And why why do you think that might be? I mean, I'm not asking necessarily to figure out the mindset of these folks, but in the survey, why why do uh, so many people really believe that they can? St- still or should still get a home? Yeah, one of the findings, which is interesting, is that 90% believe that home ownership will give them a feeling of safety and security. And then the other important factor is that home ownership remains one of the most important wealth-building opportunities to build generational wealth. So now non-homeowners who don't have the money for a down payment, um, do they really feel like they are never going to get into a homeowner situation? I think what our survey found is that they're looking for guidance to help them get there. And that's where organizations like NeighborWorks America and our local network organizations come into play because they can work with people wherever they are in the process. So if you are a renter and you need to build credit or uh, repair your credit, you need to make a budget to plan for 
what might be higher housing costs than we would have had five years ago even. If you need down payment assistance to get into that home, these organizations can partner with you and coach you along the way, help you navigate this process and provide critical information so that you can be successful. It might not take, uh, you know, six months. It might, make, it might take more than a year. But, you know, they can help you along the way and help you towards sustainable homeownership. Um, our survey did find, you know, coming out of the pandemic, one of the, the challenges is this, the savings for an emergency fund. So, you know, being able to weather the storm when you're a homeowner or a renter is really important. So, you know, our survey found that savings for an emergency fund continues to be a challenge for most Americans. And only 9% of people who had an emergency recently were able to financially recover without major difficulty. Wow. So this speaks to what the challenges are in the community right now mm-hmm. and, and the, what needs to be overcome to move towards homeownership. Now, uh, how is credit still a barrier for so many people? Yeah, uh, you know, working through, you know, different lending institutions have different ways they look at credit. And, you know, historically, there have been challenges for, for different communities and particularly for communities of color. I think uh, working with folks to build credit, so this is something we're seeing a lot of movement on uh, for renters, for instance, they may not have credit. Sometimes you could pay your rent on a monthly basis, be very reliable for years, and get no credit for doing that. And so now we're seeing tools that help people, people of color, low-income people who've been very good renters, who've been very financially stable, to get uh, credit for, for doing that so that it counts towards being able to achieve homeownership. So those are some of the strategies that we're seeing, but they need to be tailored to meet the needs of the people you know, people of color in particular. Agreed. The, the homeownership gap is, is significant. It's 30% between black homeownership and white homeownership. So we should really be looking at what are the strategies that help those folks, black families, Latino families, and others move the needle towards more homeownership. Where can we get some more of this wonderful guidance and information so that people can find new places to live? Yeah, so our uh, our website, uh, www.neighborworks.org. Go ahead and pop out uh, a website where we can get uh, more information. Yeah, so you can go to neighborworks.org. You can find a local organization there and some more information about the home buying process. And like you said, uh, connecting with a local trusted advisor, a local neighborworks organization, even a state housing finance agency or local housing counseling organization, they can connect you with these tools. They can coach you, but they can also connect you with things like down payment assistance that are really critical right now for people to become. See, there you go. You can do this. You can. Leanne Adams says you can. I know you can. We believe in you. Thank you for joining us on the Florida Round April today, Lee. We really appreciate you. Thank you, Melissa. Life happens. Getting married, moving, new baby, loss of health insurance. If you had a life-changing event, you may qualify for a special enrollment period in the health insurance marketplace. Visit healthcare.gov and see if you qualify. Need help? A navigator from Covering Florida can help you through the process and find the best plan for you and your family. Visit coveringflorida.org or call 1-877-813-9115 to make an appointment. Assistance is always free and confidential. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Health Insurance Helpline can help you get it. 800-398-0651-800-398-0651-800-398-0651. That's 800-398-0651. 
Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Growing up with a brother with autism, Sarah Kronk witnessed firsthand how kids with disabilities felt left out by their peers. It's why at the age of 15, Sarah approached her cheerleading coach with an idea to include girls with disabilities on her school's cheer team. Well, what started out as an inclusive high school cheer team in a small town in Iowa has led to what is now known as Sparkle Effect, a thriving nonprofit with over 180 cheer teams across the United States, bringing students with and without disabilities together through cheerleading. The result? More confidence, higher grades, and better school attendance for kids with disabilities. And for those without a disability, new friends and a greater empathy. You want to learn more? Well, visit disabilitycampaign.org, where we have posted a link to the fabulous work known as the Sparkle Effect. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Imagine. Imagine being denied an apartment because of your religion, or your race, or because you have children, or a disability. It's so wrong. Yes, but who has the power to stop this? You do. Each of us has the power. The law is on your side. It's illegal for landlords to discriminate because of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, disability, or familial status. If you suspect that you have experienced housing discrimination, File a complaint with HUD immediately so we can investigate it. Fair housing is your right. Use it. To learn more, visit HUD.gov slash fair housing. That's HUD.gov slash fair housing. Or call 1-800-669-9777. 1-800-669-9777. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. It's the Florida Roundtable. Now, I don't know about you, but I love a long nap in the afternoon. And now I'm hearing that older adults, although I don't consider myself an older adult, 12, maybe going on 30 or something, but older adults who take long naps during the day, this could be a sign of dementia. This is a new study out by the Alzheimer's Association. So with that in mind, let's talk to Dr. Annika Tor. She is an internal medicine specialist with Optimum. Uh, you're out of Clearwater. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, tell us about um, not only Alzheimer's disease, but other types of dementia and this connection with daytime napping, please. 
Yes. Uh, so Alzheimer's, it's actually one of the most common causes of dementia. It's a progressive degenerative disorder that attacks brain nerve cells, affecting memory, thinking, and language skills of a patient. And sometimes it even causes changes in the mood and sleep behavior. Mm-hmm. And there are other types of dementia that are, you know, uh, related to strokes and certain other types. Excessive daytime napping. Uh, I know there has been this recent study about the napping related to Alzheimer's. I personally don't think, you know, based on the study, that there is a direct causal relationship because excessive napping can be seen in other illnesses as well, including sleep deprivation, sleep apnea, and certain medications like sedatives. Now, uh, you know, excessive napping could definitely be uh, one of the clues that a person could be heading towards the direction of cognitive decline, and it may trigger an in-person evaluation for, for your doctor. So definitely, you know, paying attention to your sleep quality is one of the steps that you want to, you know, take for, for a better health and a better future. Now, how common is Alzheimer's disease, Dr. Tor? Oh, quite common. Um, over 40 million people are affected with the disease worldwide. Um, currently, it's the sixth leading cause of death in U.S. adults. Um, and, you know, the risk increases uh, over the age of 65. So roughly one in 14 people are affected over the age of 65 with the disease, and roughly one in six people are affected over the age of 80. Wow. A quick left turn. We're talking with Dr. Annika Tor. Um, I heard that by the year 2050, we could be in a major dementia fog, like a lot of people uh, having dementia yeah. and Alzheimer's. Yeah, so you've heard that too? Yeah, yeah, that is true. By 2060, we are expected to have roughly about uh, 14 million people affected by the disease in the country. Oh, my goodness. What are the signs of Alzheimer's disease, and how can I recognize it? Um, So, you know, one of the most common signs and symptoms of Alzheimer's is forgetfulness. They they may start as very subtle signs and sometimes are not recognized by the patient themselves. And so usually, most often, it's the family members or the friends or caregivers noticing these signs. You know, you patients are leaving the stove on. Sometimes you forget your keys or trouble finding words. So much so, sometimes you get lost in familiar places and even having difficulty performing familiar tasks. Mm. Um, wow. Also, it can cause changes in mood and personality and even behavior. Um, eventually, you know, affecting the ability to carry on a daily conversation. I see. I see. Now, how do how do we differentiate, say, maybe a brain fog that's caused by prescription medicine from Alzheimer's? Uh, Do we first eliminate all of these uh, extraneous elements until we find out, hey, this is actually what's going on? Because I know there are other symptoms that mirror Alzheimer's. How do we differentiate, Dr. Mm -hmm. So these symptoms could also be seen in other diseases and, you know, other infections. Sometimes the medications, for sure, you know, taking sedatives can cause these symptoms. Definitely, you know, a thorough history, thorough physical exam and by your doctor and a battery of tests that we run, including uh, neurocognitive testing that we do that helps us, you know, diagnose Alzheimer's. Ah, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, how do we treat uh, Alzheimer's disease? And is there an actual cause or is it just something that we develop over time? 
Here's the interesting fact that this disease was developed, uh, discovered in 1901. So it's been over a century and (laughs) we still don't know what causes it. And we still don't know, don't have a treatment, don't have a cure for the disease. There are some drugs out in the market that do help slow the progression and mitigate the symptoms, uh, but no cure as such. Oh, goodness. So, But the treatment, you do say there is a treatment at least to slow things down a little bit? Yes, there are drugs out in the market that definitely help slowing the progression. Ah, And, you know, making some lifestyle changes in Alzheimer's patients, like maintaining a daily routine, uh, staying active, a good night's sleep, setting up a pillbox, and certain modifications around the house definitely help. So we are talking with our local expert (laughs) over on the other side of the coast. We're uh, based out of Orlando here, and you're over in the Clearwater area, courtesy of Optum. And the topic is, folks, if you're just tuning into the roundtable, older adults who take long naps during the day, uh, they could be showing signs of dementia, according to one study, but Dr. Anika Tor says... Maybe that's a symptom. Maybe it's not. Um, You are an internal medicine specialist with Optum, and I appreciate your conversation here about us older adults and the excessive daytime napping. You did mention something about um, sleep deprivation and, and habits of that. Could it just be the changing habits when you're getting older that, you know, you find yourself nodding off during the afternoon from lack of stimulation? Yeah, definitely. You know, as we go grow older, older adults usually nap longer and more frequently with aging. It is a normal part of aging. But patients with, you know, Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. usually in those patients, there is further doubling in this, these changes of increases in nap duration and frequency. That's how sometimes we recognize maybe they're heading towards cognitive decline. Uh, I see. What about sundowning? Is that... Uh, part of Alzheimer's disease, or is that a different situation? Sundowning is another one of the phenomenons associated with uh, Alzheimer's. So Alzheimer's, uh, the disorder is mainly, it affects the wake-promoting neurons. So as, as you know, the sun sets, these patients have delirium. They, the, the symptoms get worse, and that's another one of the signs of Alzheimer's. Very typical. For caregivers out there, Dr. Tor, do you have any specific information you'd like to share? I have several friends who are dealing with uh, their adult parents who are now in the signs and throes of Alzheimer's. And I know it's very tough for them, but maybe a little advice for our caregivers. Oh, my gosh, yes. I mean, receiving a diagnosis of Alzheimer's, it's it's not easy, and especially not only for the patient, more so for the caregivers, because taking care of these patients, it's it's challenging, it's stressful. I mean, it requires a lot of patience, to be honest. So I definitely think, you know, creating the awareness about the disease and reducing the misconceptions related to the disease definitely is helpful. So definitely, you know, taking uh, time to educate about the diagnosis, about what we can do, about the signs, about the changes we can make in the lifestyle, Uh, following a healthy lifestyle, quitting smoking, making sleep a priority in these patients, and having these patients, you know, socially engaged with friends and family. These are all critical things. Now, you mentioned the frustrations that an Alzheimer's patient might be, uh, you know, suffering from because 
they can't do functions that they would normally do. Things aren't working the way they should. Words aren't coming out. How do you, yeah. as a caregiver, try to, to deal and be patient with this obvious frustration that the, the Alzheimer's patients are going through? So first and foremost, it's very important to remember that these behaviors of Alzheimer's patients are usually caused by the illness itself, and it's not their intentional willfulness. So it's all related to the disease, and that's a, a, for the caregivers, that should be a constant reminder that it's not the person itself, it's just the disease causing these symptoms. And frequent redirection for these patients, avoiding changes in the environment, avoiding changes in their house are all uh, things that you can help and, you know, keep these patients stable. So if I, as a caregiver, wanted to take a day off, some time for me, is there actually a way to do that without my patients suffering, without things going crazy and having to, you know, that one day off ends up being five days of fixing things after the fact? Is there a way to avoid that? I mean, yeah, taking care, I mean, uh, taking the dementia patients with you for a daily walk definitely helps. Doing activities that challenge your mind uh, can be helpful. Or if you just want the day off from the patient, there are a lot of services that are available in the community that you could hire a caregiver for a certain hour so you could, you know, uh, take some break. Gotcha. Um, in that sense, yeah. Fantastic. So now the naps may or may not be an indication of uh, dementia. That is, that's where we're at here. Dr. Annika Tor has been with us right now. And can we go get information somewhere else? The f best information that you is available to the patients is talking to the doctor. That's the easiest way to get information on dementia. But definitely there are other resources in the community and on CDC and Alzheimer's Association online that you can look up and get more information on. That is fantastic. Thank you for sharing this information with us today. Dr. Annika Tor from Optum on the Florida Roundtable. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. You're listening to the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. More Florida Roundtable in just a moment. How fast is the internet at your home, school, or workplace? The state of Florida is conducting an anonymous statewide study of internet availability through an official internet speed test. The results of the study will help guide investments to improve broadband speeds around our state. Visit FasterFlorida.org to measure your connection speed today. That's FasterFlorida.org to take the state's official internet speed test. Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. Did you know the brain develops until you're 25? That means any drugs or alcohol you put into your body affect the way your brain develops. You need your brain for everything you do. Each time teens use drugs or alcohol increases the risk of damage to their brain and body, even death. You have the power to protect your brain. Use the facts about drugs and alcohol to make your future the best it can be. Check out thefactsyourfuture.org. Your future depends on it. Camaraderie got Miguel through Iraq and Afghanistan. Fighting 
Back home, it saved his life. The support of his fellow veterans gave Miguel the connection and resources he needed to adjust to civilian life. Now, he's paying that forward at the Florida Veterans Support Line. Call 1-844-MY-FL-VET. Confidential 24-7. If you or someone you love needs help, call me. I've been there. Sounds great to me, too. Taking a vacation, traveling this summer. But you know... Have you noticed just any everyday average, wherever you go, it seems like there's a shortage of employees. Wow. And the hospitality industry. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. So what do we do when we get to our destination and there's nobody there to help us out? Oh, yes, the hospitality industry, as I said, hit the hardest. Let's talk about this, shall we? We've got Jen Fugalo on the line right now. Hello. Welcome to the roundtable. Hello. Happy to be here. So, I, I, you know, I know, Jen, because we are based out of Orlando with the roundtable, that the hospitality industry has really been hurt by this labor shortage. And the latest numbers show that, you know, unemployment, it, it's out of control. So uh, how honestly, give me some numbers, tell me how the labor shortage has really affected the hospitality industry. Right. So broad strokes, we recently conducted a survey among AHLA members, and 97% of hoteliers said they're experiencing a staffing shortage, and about 50% say it's severe. And you alluded to this a little bit before. You also have to consider at the macro level that the labor force participation rate in general is just not where it was pre-pandemic. Yeah. The good news, though, is right. And so the good news here is in response to that current climate, Many hoteliers are increasing their wages, they're offering greater flexibility, and they're expanding their benefits. And benefits could be something like a sign-on bonus. Ah. Um, So if you've ever thought about working in a hotel or taking a career switch or maybe even want to work part-time, it's a historic moment um, to consider uh, jumping ship and, and working in the industry who looks forward to embracing you. Wow. Okay, now we're talking with Jennifer Clark. Fugalo, and she's the VP of Advancement at AHLA Foundation, which is actually long form for American Hotel and Lodging Association. And you guys are the charitable giving arm. Is that the deal of the whole situation, helping people build their careers in hospitality? That's right. That's right. Um, We have a variety of programs that are focused on career um, advancement and upskilling and training. So beyond the substantial wages and benefits and flexibility, our industry provides opportunities for upward mobility. Um, There are programs in place to help individuals learn and acquire new skills, everything from professional certifications, college scholarships, apprenticeship, which is a really amazing program for um, new or existing employees who are interested in growing their careers and maybe ascending into a managerial role. About 50% of hotel managers began their career in entry-level positions. And so that data point alone will hopefully help job seekers alike understand um, that upward mobility is possible and you can rise back. Now, you told us, Jen, about some of the job offering perks, if you will, but what are just some of the perks of working in the hospitality industry? One of the big perks 
of working in the hotel industry, and we hear this often from employees, they enjoy taking advantage of discounts on travel and access to unique locations. If you think about um, a provider who has properties in a certain region, a broader state, a country globally, uh, there are opportunities to travel. Um, quite certainly, almost on the employer's full time. So we hear that happening with employees a lot, to their friends and family, maybe taking a long um, weekend with their girlfriends for a trip. Um, that's, that's the predominant one that we see employees enjoy. Well, it sounds a pretty good perk to me. So what kind of jobs are actually available right now, Jen, in the hospitality and hotel industry? As far as openings, they are in roles you may suspect, such as housekeeping and front desk. Food and beverage is another big one, so servers, cooks. I would say, though, while you may view those as entry-level positions, there's a long runway to grow. I mentioned those programs that are in place. Very often, individuals start at housekeeping or front desk, and they ascend. And that's one of the reasons that we have an ad campaign that's running in 14 markets across the country, including in Orlando, which is a, a huge focus market for us, just given the fact that it um, has such a high tourism rate. The other thing that's important for individuals to know is that the industry has over 200 career pathways. So, yes, there's housekeeping and front desk, which you everyone knows, right? But there are other positions, maintenance, sales, events night auditor, right? All of those roles are very much available too. And so it's important that individuals understand the breadth of options that are available and then the wraparound um, services and programs that are available to help individuals acquire new skills, continue to grow, and have a lifelong career in our industry. Fantastic. Advice for people who might actually now, after hearing this interview, Jen, who might actually think, hey, Maybe I should look into the uh, the hospitality industry. What do you got for them? Advice? Yeah. Well, the good news is if you have any set of skills, it is likely transferable to a role in the hotel industry. And if you don't, if you have the eagerness to work hard um, and have a serving heart, there are programs in place to get you up skills so that you can um, train and be a part of our industry. So the barriers don't really exist. Um, if you have a degree, great. If you don't have a degree, great. We want to be as diverse as the guests we serve. And so um, it is a wide open door for individuals of all ages, orientations, and creeds to come and join. And the, the headline here is that hotels are back in business and they're eager to support you with your career development. So combine that with the increased wages, the flexibility, the expanded benefits, that's a big package to consider as you think about making that switch. And I would just encourage you to dip your toe in the pool and, and start to experience the world of possibilities. Wow. Vice President of Advancement, AHLA Foundation. We're talking with Jennifer Clark Fugalo about getting into the hospitality industry right now. The labor shortage is there. And still, I know, even though people are having trouble with inflation, money, etc., travel is still on the docket this summer for most folks. But you're going to be faced with shortages. So on the other side of the coin, you're looking for a job? This might be the industry for you. Where can our listeners go for more information, Jen? Easy enough. Go to thehotelindustry.com. Again, that's thehotelindustry.com. And it's a robust website where you can explore some of the career pathways that I mentioned today. 
also hear the voices of real employees who share their unique experiences working within the industry, ascending, whether both laterally or upward, take a quiz, and a whole lot more. So the hotel industry is a great place to get started, and then eventually um, it'll lead you to apply for many of the jobs that are available on Indeed. I understand you used to do a little work with seniors. How was that? I'm going to catch you up. Catch you off guard. Yes. Well, I always tell I tell people that I I, um, I have a soft spot for animals and old people. Um, and so it was a, a wonderful place to work. And I have a serving heart myself. And so it's been wonderful to now work um, for the hotel industry, which has a lot of parallels. Fantastic. Yeah, I like to kind of hit people every once in a while by letting them know that I actually looked into them, read their information, and prepared for an interview. I know it's crazy. But that's, folks, what if you're you're going into the hospitality industry, you, you need to do that as well. You know, prepare, do a little research, and then get in front of somebody and talk to them about working in the industry. Seriously, Jen, you're right. I mean, this is this is a great time to do that, and people are going to travel. The American Hotel Lodging Foundation, they have got it going on. They're driving this successful program right now. Again, for more information, Jen, please. Thehotelindustry.com. Oh, I love it. Very nice. Hey, are you planning on traveling this uh, this summer? I just got back from Michigan, so we're off to the races now in North Carolina, and hopefully I'll be down in Orlando at some point, too. Hey, there you go. Well, you know, it is a tourist destination <laughs> of the world down here in Orlando, Florida. We got a few things to look at. Anyway, this is the Florida <laughs> Roundtable. Jen Fugalo, it's been a wonderful time talking with you and helping people maybe connect with a new industry for jobs. Well, there you go. Likewise. Come on board. Have a great day. Thanks, Jen. That was awesome. Appreciate you very much. Let's be honest. Judging others is easy. How often do we meet someone new and automatically judge them, basing their value on the world's criteria? God says that we're to look for Him and others, whether they appear ordinary or incredibly talented. In spite of the many different people and personalities, God displays something of Himself through each of us. If everyone we meet is made in the image of God, then we must treat them with dignity and honor, ourselves included. When we see God's image in others, it changes our response to those around us. Whenever we put people down or use people for our own good, Whenever we cheat, gossip, or judge someone's worth based on race, class, or political opinion, we disrespect the image of God in them. Ask God for a perspective shift, because when we view ourselves and others through God's eyes, nothing looks the same. This is Bryant Wright, speaking right from my heart. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM, Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Work zones present many challenges that require all drivers to stay alert. 
When entering a work zone, drivers should obey speed limits, avoid distractions, and maintain extra space between other vehicles. It is important to give others room and never attempt to cut off large trucks or buses. Remember, they are not able to stop as quickly as smaller vehicles. As you travel through the state, be prepared to stop, reduce your speed, and move into open lanes as soon as possible. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Shortness of breath, patients confused, temp 102. He just had an infection. What's going on? It's becoming septic. Antibiotics started. Bed ready, let's move him. Infections can lead to a deadly chain reaction in your body called sepsis. Very quickly, sepsis can cause tissue damage, organ failure, and even death. If you know the risks, can spot the symptoms, and act fast, then you can get ahead of sepsis. Learn more at cdc.gov sepsis. My muscles ached. I was tired all the time. My son had a full-blown asthma attack. It came out of nowhere. The unsettling thing about some symptoms is... I had a fever and these terrible headaches. You don't always know what's causing them. It was Lyme disease from a tick bite. I had Zika virus from a mosquito. He had a reaction to cockroach allergens. Threats to your health can come from unexpected places. Get the facts. Visit PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. You know who you are. When it comes to making plans, you're the best. From those delicious barbecues to special birthdays and unforgettable family get-togethers. The same way you plan for those important moments, start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster like a hurricane, a flood, wildfire, tornado. Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts, prepare an emergency kit, and make a family communications plan and get started today. It's never too late. Go to ready.gov slash plan. This public service message brought to you by FEMA, the Ad Council, and me, Melissa Fox, with the Florida Roundtable. You've been listening to the Florida Roundtable, a news and public affairs presentation of the Florida News Network. The views and opinions expressed during this program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of this station's management, ownership, or sponsors. For questions or comments, write to Florida Roundtable at fnnonline.net.